Welcome to A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. Like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on and sports talk network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Man, do the pulse of fitness where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com is where to go to find out how much – I'm sorry, wilsoncountyhyundai.com is where to go for your new ride in Lebanon. Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings at calvinandsubtle.com and the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Zach, uh, the Preds, very ugly last night in that third period. John Hines, I saw in the post game saying, you know, several times, like, yeah, we were physical, and uh, it was a 2-2 game going into the third. Well, Coach, nobody wants to hear that you were tied going into the third period right after you got outscored. 3 nothing in that third period. So, Zach, what was your initial reaction to watching the Preds playoff game one against the Hurricanes last night? Well, it confirmed the seedings. Like, right, let, let's not get this twisted. Just because you are a fan, <clears throat> excuse me, of the National Predators or a hometown team doesn't mean that they're better than the Carolina Hurricanes. And I think what, what we saw last night, I thought a couple of things. I thought we saw – Carolina, they finally had almost a full house, it felt like, right? So there was fans in the stands. That was a unique experience for everybody around uh, in, in Carolina. But the Hurricanes are a better hockey team. They just are. They had a better record. They're better seed. There's a reason why they're at home. And they have better offensive weapons, in my opinion. And you saw that last night, especially in the third period. The Preds hung around, but... You know, their lead was short-lived. Forsberg, in which, thank you, BetMGM, I got a free $10 <laughs> bet that I turned into 120 bucks. That was yeah. nice. Yeah. So my my game, actually, after that happened, I, I was a, a happy cat. I actually cared less about the outcome because I just won 120 bones on a free bet. But the Preds didn't keep that lead. Literally, I, I didn't even have time to tweet out my bet winnings yeah. Yeah, and kind of boast and take a victory lap before Carolina tied it up one-one. So uh, Carolina, uh, the the Preds, they punched, but Carolina punched back harder. And at the end of game one, it confirmed that there's a reason why Carolina is a higher seed than the National Predators. The National Predators have more holes in their roster and in their team. And if Soros doesn't play at an all-time level, which he can, I think that's a good thing. If he doesn't and the defense lacks and doesn't help him, then you're not going to win. And they didn't win last night. Yeah, and, and really that first goal that came off the deflection by Carolina was really the only like, oh, that was a bad luck bounce by for Soros there when Tara Vinen scored to even it at 1-1. After that, you know, the Jordan Stahl first goal, they got Saros over his shoulder there at, a, at an odd angle was a killer shot. But Saros probably could have gotten the uh, gotten that one. And then the the last two goals, I'm not really counting that uh, unassisted breakaway slam dunk and with an empty net uh, that Carolina got as the game was winding down. But Niederreier and Jordan Stahl second goal were just because of lazy defense. And it's, it's frustrating to watch the Preds because they fought so hard throughout the second half of March, all of April, and the first two weeks of May to get to this point. And they got there because of the scrappy play of a lot of their young guys. They, they dressed 12 rookies this year, which was the most in the NHL. And you like the energy that those young players brought but on the third and fourth goal for Carolina, it wasn't the young guys who were being lazy. It was the highly paid guys who had lazy moments that ended up with the puck behind Soros. And uh, on the uh, fourth goal, the second from Stahl, it was your top pairing, including your captain, with Yossi and Ellis, who lost Jordan Stahl behind them. And then Ryan Johansson stuck in no man's land, just kind of floating around, and Niederreier was right there with an easy layup uh, in front of the net and sorrow. So it's frustrating to watch lazy defense time and time again 
hurt this team in big moments like this because it was 2-2 and after the first two periods. And you kind of liked what you saw. I liked the fact I thought the Preds won that first period. I thought Carolina won the second period. But you liked the comeback and the Hall of score uh, to kind of answer back, right? Like, you punched the Hurricanes in the first. They punched back. They punched you again. And then Hall punched back, right? That was good. You want to see that. But then the lackadaisical third period was just so frustrating. And it just feels like everything we've seen from this Preds franchise over the last two plus years. Well, and in the third period, and John Himes mentioned this last night, you talked about it, is, and you could see the clip up on A to Z Sports because we pulled it, you know, saying, hey, we, we was 2-2 after the second. Yeah. That's great. Then get your guys in gear to go out and play and steal a game, right? Steal a game in the third period. And the only way that you could steal a game is to go out and match, if not dominate, the intensity that the opponent has brought out there. And I thought after that, after the Hurricanes scored and, and they went up 3-2, I didn't have much hope. Yeah, yeah. And th there's one move I think that John Hines must make. He's got to play Tolvanen. Like, we saw last night, Carolina's faster than you. Carolina can be just as physical as you if that's the game you want to play. So the, the Preds have to be able to score, and Ellie Tolvanen needs to be on the ice for game two. He was a scratch, so is Rocco Grimaldi. I think definitely Tolvanen needs to play because he is your power play ace right there who can actually get something going in the power play uh, for the Preds. And, and maybe somehow finding a way for Grimaldi, who's got a lot of grit, got some extra pace to his step to match the speed because there's way too many slow guys out there for the Preds. I don't even know or remember the last time the Preds could be considered a fast hockey team, but Tolvanen's got to be in there. And, and you looked at the game and the Preds went 0 for 3 on the power play, but the three power plays didn't even have an opportunity. It was like, I tweeted this out, they looked more disorganized in the power play than the basketball court at the Green Hills Y. Like, it's just, it looks ridiculous that they can't even get set up. Meanwhile, right after the Preds waste the power play, Carolina goes out there and sets it up and it looks beautifully executed. Preds got the kill, but they at least get things set up to give yourselves a shot. You have to have Tolvanen out there. Well, in the history of the National Predators, especially this era, let's just say, they have never had good special teams. They had one good, they had one year where they were good on the power play. Maybe that was the president's trophy year. Yeah. Besides that, they've always sucked. And I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Coaching, it's been like players. bottom of the barrel suck, right? Oh yeah. I know. Bottom of the league. You're absolutely right. So I, that's something I, I never expect that from the Preds to, to just be unbelievable in the power play when, when they get penalties, I, I, oh no, oh no, it's the TikTok. Oh no, oh no, that's what it is. Yeah, and so I see a couple comments here. Tommy says Tolvanen wouldn't have helped the power play last night. Look, Carolina's good. They're aggressive. They wouldn't allow the Preds to get set up. And Alex Doherty, our Preds writer, who you will see on pregame and postgame on our Facebook and YouTube throughout this series, along with Will Bowling and Lucas Panzica from 104.5 The Zone. Uh, Alex says those three power plays were at key moments, too. You score there. Huge momentum shift, and a couple of them were directly following penalty kills that you got. That you you killed off a penalty, then you go in the power play. There's a chance to steal a lot of momentum, but they couldn't get it done because Carolina is really good uh, at the penalty kill again as well. So Zach, I did see a stat that's very important, very important for what last night was. And now we want to ask you guys and get the commenters more involved here watching today. What percentage chance? Do the Preds have of winning this series now being down one nothing? What percentage chance do the Preds have in this series being down one nothing after that first game, losing five two with the empty netter there? But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renters Warehouse. They are the professional landlords in the Nashville area, and there are several different ways that Renters Warehouse can help out you. That's creating extra cash flows for you and your family. It helps you out when it comes to long-term wealth because you can build long-term equity by renting out your home. 
instead of selling it. Rinkerswarehouse.com is where to go. They do all the work for you in your rental property. If you're looking for a place to rent, maybe you have a graduate out there from high school or, or college who needs somewhere to live besides your house, Rinkerswarehouse.com has all the inventory across the mid-state. Just check them out right, right again, Rinkerswarehouse.com. Don't forget BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that promo code BetMGM. It's got they've got great features on that app. I won again ten dollar bet. Philip Forsberg plus twelve hundred. That was that was the biggest odds that I've ever won. You know, you kind of kind of wish I would have put more money on it, but it was a free bet. That's the best part. BetMGM. You can become a part of the Monday Free Bet Club. That's the type of things that they have within the app. Download the app today. That's BetMGM, promo code ATOZ Sports. All right, ATOZ Sports here on a uh, Tuesday, reacting to the Preds' 5-2 loss last night in Game 1 of the playoffs. We're asking you guys this question. What percentage chance do the Preds have of winning this series, now being down one nothing? Austin Hall says 30%. Ronnie with five, Damon says four, Zach Goodman and Brent and Buddy all with 20%. Lane says three, Kevin Tubbs going with 25%. Um, Bobby says, I think everyone's forgetting Carolina dominated the Preds until the last two games, which the Preds had to win. Uh, Brandon says, based off history, 0%. We'll talk about that here in a second. Corey says, 9% in honor of Eric McNair, who's making a random appearance on this Preds broadcast. Uh, Ethan Ramsey says, 35% chance. The goal is to steal one of the first two, which they can win tonight. So I have a chance to do that. Stacy says, 30 Joseph with 45%. Ahmad says, 28%. There was a lack of energy in that third period. If they want to win, they have to give it their all. Uh, I will says, less than zero. Carolina has done this. To the Preds all season, 25%, 10%, and Aaron, super confident, at 90%. So, Zach, do you want to make your prediction, or do you want me to show you the stat? Uh, you can show me the stat. And then you can make your prediction off that. So, this is from our friend Emily Proud at Channel 2. Since 2006, the Preds have never won a playoff series after losing Game 1. When they win Game 1, they are 7-1 and one in those series. When they have lost game one, they're 0-10. And you can go back a little further. If you go back to 2004, they would be 0-11 when it comes to losing game ones of the series. So, Zach, uh, they're playing up against one of the best teams in hockey. And that stat does not sound very good for the National Predators. No, it doesn't. And I think what sounds worse is that they're playing against superior competition. Uh, but but I, I'm... I put mine at 25% because I said this yesterday. If the, the Preds can steal one of the first two games on the road, I do think that they have a home ice advantage with Bridgestone. And that, that's just a playoff atmosphere. You got to remember these hockey players, this is new to them with, with fans in the stands. Now, at the end of the day, it comes back down to execution and putting the puck in the back of the net. But if they can steal game two, and extend this series, that's the key. That is their hope, is they can extend and get to game six or game seven, then they have an opportunity to increase their chances. But I'm at 25% right now, 75% chance that the Hurricanes are going to win. It will go down to a .001% chance if they lose game two. But if they win game two... I. I'm I'm at a 25% chance right now. Right now. Game two is pretty big then. Uh no, it's massive. Yeah. And so Danny says there there needs to be absolute buzz in Bridgeton Arena so they can feed off that energy. Good morning to Stacy and Jeff. They need the that extra juice, right? Like well, they, they lost have- it last night, right? And you saw like you could feel like the atmosphere watching the broadcast on Bally Sports is you could feel through the through the TV screen on the energy that the Carolina fans were bringing. They it were felt booing, different, for sure. Yeah, they were booing Halla. Uh, Roman Yossi whiffed on a pass at center ice, and they all made fun of him like he airballed a shot. So, and I'm with Rob. You shouldn't need the fans to get fired up. Like, well, no, not a need, but this is a unique situation, right? They haven't had them. And just like we talked about the Titans and the home field advantage or lack thereof, the Preds, have changed that, right? It is they are notorious in the National Hockey League 
Nashville is a difficult place to play. So I, I there is merit there. Yeah, Matt uh, says, have to want to win the playoffs. There's no coasting. Steven says the Hurricanes look better at puck handling. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like Philip Forsberg is the only guy on the Preds who can actually create on his own. Everybody else who tries to create on their own usually gets the puck stolen from them, and it's a fast break the other way, or they don't even have an opportunity to really get anything going. And so it's frustrating to watch this team struggle offensively, which is, again, why I think John Hines has to put Tolvanen back into the lineup to get some type of offense because the Canes showed you last night they can be just as physical as you. So now you have to be able to score as much as the Canes and outscore them. So you think 25% chance to win the series right now, but game two is a must-win Wednesday night for you. Yeah. I, I think if the Preds are actually going to win the series, they have to win three games in a row. They have to win two, three, and four. And then they go back to Carolina for game five, with an opportunity to come back to Nashville in game six to win that game. So they have to win three. Can they win three games in a row against this Carolina Hurricanes team? I doubt it. So can they win Wednesday night? I don't know about that. I Honestly, Zach, my, we're asking the question, what percentage chance do you think the Preds have at winning this series now that they're down one nothing? They've never won a playoff series when losing game one, as we said it from Emily Proud. I am at a 5% chance. I'm not going to say it's completely out, but I am a, I'm at a 5% chance. I think this one's basically done. Like, I I, I think their goose is cooked. You know, it, I, I had this thought watching last night. Did did the Hurricanes just allow the Preds to win those last that last game on that Saturday night in Nashville where they had to win and clinch and get in? Like, did the, did the Canes say – we can dominate the Preds in this series. Let's let them in the playoffs so we can smoke them in five games uh, in the playoffs. Because I think the Stars are probably a better team than the Preds. But the Stars went through a lot of COVID situation this past year. And so I think if I were the Canes and I'm looking at the two, they probably said, yeah, we'd rather play the Preds in the series. Let's let them be in and then go handle them in the next week. Well, the Preds, Yeah, because look at the Preds' start of their season. It was not good. So they showed you that they can play bad, and they're not really that consistent. The Hurricanes are a better hockey team than the National Predators. We can't be surprised about this, right? Look at the seedings. So if the Hurricanes win, which they probably will, in a certain amount of games, we can't be surprised. But how much fight do the Predators have in them? We will find that out in game two because they will be – demoralized if they can't if they if they go down 0-2 come back home and then basically leave Nashville down 3-1 their goose is cooked they have no shot so they they, I, they understand that game two is a must win but most game twos are must wins when you have a extreme underdog against a superior opponent yeah, no doubt. Bobby says the Preds looked wholly outclassed on the ice they couldn't set anything up in the offensive zone and every Hurricanes entry felt dangerous. Uh, Puka says what Austin said makes sense. A tactical loss. <laughs> Goose is in the oven right now. Uh, Foster says Pred's going to win the cup this year for sure. Foster's uh, on something this morning. But, well, you know, look, I, I say it's a 5% chance to win the series now that they're down 0-1. Zach's a little more optimistic with a 25% uh, chance. I will says it's clear Panthers, Lightning, and Canes are worthier than the bottom five. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's probably pretty correct there. Here's my philosophy. I treat NHL hockey playoffs different than any other sport because there is a thing called puck luck. Yep. yep. It's one of the reasons why I don't like it, but at the same time, it is what it is. You see more often a lesser opponent beat a better team in the playoffs in a full series in hockey compared to basketball or baseball or even football. I know it's not necessarily multi-game series in football, but that's the reason why the Preds have a shot. We saw that in the Stanley Cup run they made a handful of years years ago. Yeah. Uh, here's something from Puka that will lead us into our next discussion. Uh, Puka says, The Preds wasted too much trying, time trying to get Matt Duchesne started. So this sends us to our next conversation about that money spent where Davey Shepard threw this out there on Twitter during the game last night. 
Who was a worse free agent signing? Was it Jadavian Clowney for the Titans or Matt Duchesne for the Preds? So let's go ahead and dive into this, Zach. But first, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. They can save you money and put you in the vehicle that you need. The perfect make and model, whether it's the Sonata like I drive. I drive a 2012 Hyundai Sonata. I bought a brand new, got a 100,000-mile warranty. That has been the best car purchase that I've ever made in my entire life. It has been reliable. It dominates the streets. It's got great gas mileage. You And they, it's probably so much better now, nine years later, they have them in stock at Wilson County Hyundai. Maybe you don't need a four-door sedan. Maybe you need a full-size SUV. Check out their Palisade. They have them in stock. As I said, it's hard to find. In the dealership, Austin and I have both test-driven this Hyundai Palisade. Unbelievable. It's got third-row seating. It's got bucket seats. If you and your family are looking for a full-size SUV, don't go the luxury route of like the Lexus and overpay, and then when that thing breaks down, it costs you an arm and leg. Go with the reliability of a Hyundai, the Hyundai Palisade. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a great price. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. It is sports powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Download the app today and use our promo code ATOZ Sports to get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. Guys, playoff time in the NHL and the NBA is a fun time to do this. A to Z Sports Picks will be live today at 2 o'clock, giving you guys some winners with Alan and Brian at 2 o'clock on these same channels you're watching right now, presented by BetMGM. So again, download the app, use our code ATOZ Sports. When you sign up with your first deposit and your first bet, you get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks. Turn that into a lot. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, come to the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Talking about money spent, Zach. And so our quick hits question this morning on social media that Buck puts out was also a tweet from Davey Shepard last night during the game. Which free agent signing was worse? Jadavian Clowney or Matt Duchesne? I want to read some comments here about this because I, I think it's a it's a painful yet funny question to bring up because Matt Duchesne was he had a nice assist last night in the Hall of Gold, but still it was he's been bad ever since he signed to play in Nashville because he loves the city of Nashville and always wanted to play in Nashville, but he's been awful ever since getting that contract. So Rob says Clowney, Zach says Clowney. Joseph says, I got to say Clowney. He didn't do, he didn't do bleep. Donald says Clowney, and it isn't close. Duchesne at least gives you something. Clowney has been living off his South Carolina hype. Ahmad says Clowney. Tommy, who's got a Preds profile picture, is going with Clowney. Stacy Clowney. Wow, I didn't even – Dom says Chandler Parsons talking about the Grizz. That's pretty funny. Do you know Chandler Par- – and that, that, that he brings up a good point because Char- – Chan- Chandler Parsons is the correct answer when you talk about this. If you're spreading out the statewide pro athlete, worst signing, Chandler Parsons has got to be it. Oh, yeah, because do you know how much money he basically stole away from the Memphis Grizzlies over three years? No. $72 million. Whoa. That's insane. Stole. That's that's Highway robbery. Danny says clowny all day. I didn't even notice him out there when he was. So let's let's read some more. Uh, Bobby says Duchesne is far worse. Signed for seven times as long. Uh, higher percentage of the cap, and there's no out from the contract. Dexter says, I would say Duchesne. He's getting paid Connor McDavid money and isn't producing. We all knew Clowney was overrated for the money he got. Ethan says clowny. The bar is incredibly low, but Duchesne has done more for this team than the clown man. Mark says, has Duchesne played more than eight games? It's Clowney. Titans Filet says, Clowney. Foster comes in with Vic Beasley because my Chandler Parsons to this answer, to this question, is Vic Beasley because Vic Beasley didn't even try. Judavian Clowney did try and his knee gave out on him again. But Vic Beasley is far worse than Clowney, in my opinion, Zach. So here's the difference between the two. And obviously, long contract, short term contract but I think what really ticks off Titans fans a couple of things first they needed him right the Titans needed Jadeveon Clowney to play at an all-time high because that was their fix for their pass rush he didn't get a sack that uh, that 
not good, right? That's not worth the money. And then I think, and here's the main point. It's what Jadeveon Clowney thought of himself throughout last summer that led them to signing uh, Clowney at a lower price. I mean, Clowney, at the beginning of 2020, he was saying to his agent, and his agent was saying this to the public, that he was worth $20 million a year. Everybody was like, your ass is crazy. He ended up getting 12, right? So that's how far the market fell or his stock fell. My answer, though, is it is Matt Duchesne. Yeah. Because what they tried to do is they tried to replace the superstar status of P.K. Subban with the superstar status of Matt Duchesne at a longer clip, and it fell short. They've fallen on their face in just a short time. And it doesn't look like Matt Duchesne is just going to turn around to be this unbelievable, iconic all-star that that represents the Nashville brand. It's like the Preds have had this happen to them. Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne kind of feel similar. I think Johansson gives you more than Duchesne. But they both got paid $8 million a year on average for long contracts. And they both just have these moments where like, what the hell are you doing, man? It's like, are you paying attention? It's like Johansson and Duchesne both like spaced out on the ice and forget they're in the middle of a game. Like they're a four-year-old kid playing left field, uh, you know, and looking at butterflies. Like, I, like, I don't understand why they lose their train of thought so much on the ice to me, it seems like. But the answer is absolutely Matt Duchesne. They, Matt Duchesne is on their books until 2026. Five more years after this, Matt Duchesne is on their books with a cap hit of $8 million per year for the uh, through the 2026 season. It's He'll a much thir- more expensive Kyle Turris. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, Kyle Turris is the same way. It's like, how is David Poyle continuously made deals like this because the Kyle Turris trade, like they had to have a next, another center, right? Like they had to have another center to be behind Ryan Johansson. Cause the guys they had there and aging Mike Fisher at the time and, uh, and Callie Yarn Croak, like, you're like, I don't know. You need Kyle Turris. Then he was awful. And he's been cut after the Preds traded him. And he was getting paid like $6 million a year. Duchesne, you had to have Duchesne because you needed offense, and PK Subban was getting older and falling apart a little bit. But I do, Dion, I, I do miss PK. Well, of course, everybody misses PK Subban because he made the Preds fun. He made the Preds must watch. Donald says at least Duchesne contributes. Clowney brought nothing. But you're paying Duchesne for so long. Yeah, you're Akon. You're locked up, and they won't let you out. Right. They, now, he does have the last three years of his deal, so you can trade him to a few teams. He has a seven-team no-trade list starting in 2023, but you're stuck with a guy for at least the next two seasons after this. Like You are literally stuck with Matt Duchesne, so either he's got to get his head out of his ass and start being what he's being paid to be, or David Poyle once again made another terrible signing and giving a, a a flashy, finesse, skilled player a lot of money, and those guys coast on it. I think the frustrating part for Jadeveon Clowney is, like, Matt Duchesne was a personality. Like, his personality, he wanted to come to Nashville. He was all about it. He was, uh, you know, he's good for the city. He, he's a good dude. Jadeveon Clowney has always had that perception about him that he's lazy that he doesn't care that he's all about the money that he cares less about winning that he slouches that he's not a great teammate that he's not as good as everybody thinks he is and all of that pretty much was possibly confirmed god bobby just but matt duchene's kind of the same way matt duchene was like I want to be here. I'm going to, I can't wait for this city. And then he gets here. He's like, the city is awesome. My hockey sucks. <laughs> Bobby says <laughs> in 34 games, he has six goals and seven assists for the money he's getting. That's terrible. 
Like Austin Watson was outperforming that stuff. And Austin uh. Watson was a terrible hockey player when it comes to all of like the analytics and all the stats there. It, it yeah. The, Ethan Randy says David Poyle should have asked Duchesne if he loved ball. But Austin Watson is kind of uh, unique because he would show up in like big, weird moments. Like he'd, he'd, he'd have two goals in a game to like in a playoff game. And you're like, holy hell, where'd Austin Watson come from? Right. Yeah. Like I'd rather Duchesne's have. He's not doing that. I, I'd <laughs> rather have like four more Colton Sissons than I would one Matt Duchesne. But so like, here, here, here's the thing. This, and based on last night, this is the series that Matt Duchesne can earn his money. If he can take over, and I don't think that this is going to happen because I don't think it's as easy as just flipping on a light switch, but this is the series that Matt Duchesne, that we could sit there and be like, damn, that's the reason why they won is because Duchesne raised his level of play like superstars do. Big-time players in big-time moments come up in big-time ways. Cliché, 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 but it is the truth. Can Matt Duchesne do that in a series that the Preds have no business winning? Yeah, and I and I thought, man, I said this yesterday on our show when we were talking about our playoff predictions. I thought the Preds had a little bit of the 2017 in them, right? I thought they had the, the hot goalie. Soros made a couple mistakes last night. Nothing was atrocious, but he the I think both stall goals were blockable. The others, you know, were kind of one bad bounce and then one which is really really bad defense for Niederreiter's goal. Uh, but I I thought they also had the fight, right? I thought they also had the energy and the grit in them to go out there and compete and not give up any easy chances where they did that. And again, the most disappointing thing is the big money guys let you down. Like Aside from Forsberg. Forsberg played well. Forsberg was trying to get scoring chances later on in the game too. But Johansson, Yosti, and Ellis with lazy defensive moments ended up with two goals, which was the deciding factor. I had a prop from BetMGM. I had a prop on Roman Yosti over two and a half shots on goal. Do you think I won? I don't think so. I lost. Did he have any? He had one, I believe. Yeah, that, that's brutal. I had a uh, uh, Grantland over a half a point, and I didn't get that one. <laughs> I, I did have I did have Niederreier. I had two prop bets. I had uh, Niederreier over a half a point for plus one ten. Hit that one, and then I had uh, uh, Grantland over half a point at plus one thirty five. I missed that, so I netted I netted one dollar. So solid. <laughs> Selling that right, one dollar yeah. and a Preds loss. But I also had, I also had my free bet that you won your Forsberg money on. I had my free bet on the Preds to win plus over four and a half. And going into the third period, it was two two. There was gonna be another goal in this. There was, I, I had the over. I just needed to be the Preds side, and it was not. Went in the wrong direction. Yeah, it went in the absolute wrong direction too. So that's a funny conversation. I, I'm trying to think. You know, the Chandler Parsons thing is by far the worst professional contract in the state of Tennessee when it comes to uh, the free agents there is the Titans, Vic Beasley, Jadavian Clowney combo, both one year deals, both gave you nothing. Like it's pretty interesting. Well, to it, see. it has to be somewhat recent because of inflation, right? You can't go back to the mid two thousands because the money was so different, right? Quarterbacks weren't getting paid $30 million a year. That was, I mean, what did Steve McNair get paid? I think 50 or 60. You can look that up because I've got one for the Titans. that might be the biggest awful contract. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens in life, know who to trust, know where to go. Boneandjointtn.org. Right there in Franklin, their beautiful facility has everything in it. Over 12 physicians who specialize in anything that can go wrong with your body. A beautiful state-of-the-art rehab facility. They do the clinics there, the testing there, and the surgery centers right there. Boneandjointtn.org. Absolutely crazy to look at Steve McNair's contract numbers and what people are getting paid today. I just talked about BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that promo code ATOZSports. All right, Austin, you want me to tell you McNair's numbers? Hit me with it. 
I'm going to ask you, see if you can guess. How much do you think his career earnings was worth? Career earnings. So he signed is it was a top three pick. Um, he played I mean, thirteen seasons. Oh god, there's so many. I, I I feel like he he probably made like fifteen mil on his rookie contract. I think he made sixty with the Titans overall, and then I think he probably made about. 25 to 30. I'm going to say 90 mil career earnings. A little high. And a lot of this was signing bonus, but $76 million. Career earnings? Career earnings. The most he ever made for the a Titans in a single year was $10.5 million. And that was in 2001. Which was the which was right when he signed that second deal. So that was right. his signing bonus where he got all that money, right? So, yeah. So that's pretty crazy to think about. Is the quarterbacks are not getting paid the money that they are today? I mean, ten point five. Obviously, different era, more money, inflation, all that stuff. But it is pretty crazy to think about what the Titans were paying their quarterback then and what they're paying Ryan Tannehill now. Yeah, <laughs> I will says. Brock Osweiler's contract comparable to Aaron McNair's career. Basically, yes. That's exactly what that is, which is stupid. Oh, no. Chandler Parsons' three-year stint in Memphis is compared to but that, but the, but the entire NBA, NFL the NBA, the NBA numbers are bigger. Regardless. Apples and oranges. I, yes, I completely yeah. understand. But so it's just crazy think, to think. So the, the worst Titans free agent signing, Bobby brings up Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis was pretty bad. Deion Lewis signed a... We didn't really talk about him. He signed a 20... Uh, what was it? It was a... I want to say it was a four-year deal for 24. I think he was being paid six per year. Off the top of my head. I, I think that's what Deion Lewis's contract four was. Four years, 20 million. Four years, 20. So it was about five and a half. Or five. Right at five million a year, right? Okay. So, Zach, my worst Titans contract is David Givens. David Givens in the in March of 2006 left the Patriots for the Titans. He signed a 5-year contract for 24 million dollars in 2006. 5 years for 24 million. He caught 8 passes for like 104 yards. And he had a knee injury that ruined it all, right? And he got hurt early. But David Givens has to be the worst free agent signing the Titans have made. Bemo brings up another good one, too. Andy Levitri. Ooh. Andy I forgot Levitri. about Andy Levitri. You looking up Andy Levitri numbers? Yeah, well, and he got cut early on. So he yes. didn't, they didn't pay him his full money because then he signed with the Falcons. It actually had a pretty good career with the Falcons. Andy Levitri got was the highest paid guard in that free agent class and kind of broke the bank. Two years, $19.5 million. That was it? Yeah, four years with the Bills. But he, only, he signed for more money, but they traded him to oh, Atlanta. Oh, that's right. So for the two years he did – uh, play for the Titans, $19.5 million. Oh, he, here's what he signed six years for 46.8. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the Falcons took four out of the six years. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, uh, and he didn't play after that contract. <laughs> no, God, if you were told Angela Vitri, Hey, this is your last contract. And once your contract's over, your career's over. He would have been like, no, I mean, if you get six years for $46 million, then yeah, that's cool with me. Right? Right. Dexter right. McCluster was bad. Andy Levitri, BMO, I think has got to be up there. Remember Sylvester Williams? He was like a nose tackle that John Robinson signed for like $8 million a year, and he played one year and they cut him. <laughs> like That guy was bad too. But that, I just thought it was interesting. Matt Duchesne. In the Kyle, the Kyle Turris and Matt Duchesne contracts that David Poyle signed for the Preds are god awful. They are they are up there with the Andy Levitri deals, but the Titans were able to get out of the Andy Levitri deal. The Preds are stuck 
with Matt Duchesne for five years. It's ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Tuesday. That means it is time for Tuesday Sports Trivia. Zach, we need eight and two. Everybody, we're on the same team. If you haven't watched trivia before, we've got 10 sports trivia questions. No Googling, that's the only rule. No searching, no no looking up any answers. Uh, and we have to get to 75% over our 10-week span. We need eight and two this week and next week to get to that 75% number. Maybe one nine and one week will get us above 75%. So we'll get to our Tuesday sports trivia. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle. Yeah, Calvin and Subtle is where you need to go to get your hardwood floors. Give them a call at 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsubtle.com. Redo your house. Instead of selling your house, revamp it with brand new hardwood floors. Rip up the carpet that may be in there or the old hardwood floors that have been scuffed up for all of those years. Maybe you bought the house. Those hardwood floors have been in there for a long, long time. Redesign it of your own liking and the best part is Calvin and Soto can hook you up with a great price, but also efficiency. Once you pick out your perfect hardwood floor, one to two weeks, that's all it takes for them to order the material and install. They service all around Middle Tennessee at 615-448-6414 if you're thinking about new hardwood floors. A to Z Sports, we're powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Later on today, 2 o'clock, if you want some winners in tonight's playoff action because the NBA gets started uh, tonight, uh, our guys Brian Edwards and Alan Bell, A to Z Sports picks will be live today at 2 p.m. Alan's already sent us a couple games he's got his eye on, so looking forward to that. They're they're pretty hot right now with their Tuesday and Friday picks. A to Z Sports, A-T-O-Z Sports is that code. When you download the BetMGM app, sign up with the code A-T-O-Z Sports. You get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. Thanks to BetMGM. Zach, it is trivia time. I believe we are all ready. Uh, Puka says, hopefully no all-star questions that stumped us last week. So, Zach, we have 10 sports trivia questions. We need to get eight of these correct. And look, I think we can. As I've looked at some of these, I think that they are doable. We need probably some of the chat's help, but we'll start with this. Who was the Toronto Raptors' first pick in the 2009 NBA draft? 2009? First pick? Was it first overall pick? It says, who was the Toronto Raptors' first pick in the 2009 NBA draft? It doesn't say which position was selected. Who was the Toronto Raptors' first pick in the 2009 NBA draft? I will says DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan's not that old. No. This is a long time ago. DeMar. We got a lot of DeRozan answers, though. <laughs> Every time I think of DeMar DeRozan, I don't know if you remember that sketch with Will Ferrell and Drake. I don't know. It's for like an award show, maybe the ESPYs. And DeMar DeRozan makes an appearance, and he goes, DeMar, that's your name? DeMar? Drake says this. He goes, DeMar? <laughs> uh, DeMar, I say it. DeMar, I don't like it. <laughs> like, executed to a T. The funniest thing good. Drake's ever done. Um, Ronnie says, what about Andre Bargnani? Ooh, Ronnie, I like Andre Bargnani. That makes a lot of sense. Donald says Bargnani or DeRozan. Uh, Bargnani makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about Andre Bargnani. Because let's think about this. 2009 was 12 years ago. Bebo says it was DeRozan. Bebo is usually good at trivia. DeRozan. Is Bargnani or DeRozan? Has has DeRozan been in the league for 12 years? I mean, he's played two seasons with the Spurs. And 10? There's no way he's played 10 with the Raptors, but maybe. Was he on the Raptors team a couple years ago? He, He left the year before Kawhi was a part of the trade. That's right. right. So where did he go? He went to San Antonio. So he's been so he's been the Spurs for three years. Uh yeah. So bubble year. Yes, you're correct. Okay. Kyle Lowry. Dude, I, I think we, year, I, 2009 I think, is really messing me up. I know. I 
But again, if DeMar DeRozan was like a freshman when he came out, he would have been so he could be like 28. <laughs> like that's the crazy thing. Or, so or like, I don't think it's Kyle Lowry. I think I, it's between DeRozan and Bargnani. I, I think it's. De, I think. I think we have to go DeRozan. I think we have to go with DeRozan. De, yep. fi, Demar DeRozan, final A to Z. Jeez. Demar, I say it. Demar, I like it. Okay. It's Demar DeRozan. God, jeez, I did not know he's been around that long. It's insane. You learned. All something. right, there we go. One and zero. All right, football question. Who became the Giants' new offensive coordinator during the 2014 offseason? What? <laughs> Who became the Giants' new offensive coordinator? No Googling, chat. Don't do it. We'll call your ass out and we'll mute you. I have the ability to mute you. No Google. Who became the Giants' new offensive coordinator during the 2014 season? So... Giants. This is Eli's. It's something where Eli. Is it the slick back hair guy? Yeah, Ben McAdoo. No, I Jason Garrett. No, it's Ben McAdoo. I think yeah. it's Ben McAdoo. He was the coach, right? He, but he just got who got who was who was the Giants head coach before the guy right now? Joe Judge is the guy right now. Right. Who was before Joe Judge? Uh, I guess that was Ben McAdoo, wasn't it? I, I think we have to go to Ben McAdoo. I think we have to say Ben McAdoo. I yeah, I love that it would be Ben McAdoo because right, I pulled go, that out of my ass. Let's go Ben McAdoo final agency. Ben Mack a freaking yeah. two. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Slick back hair guy, Ben McAdoo. Two and oh, let's roll. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Which ball player was given the name El Titan de Bronze by Fidel Castro? The Bronze Titan? Which ball player was given the nickname, quote, El Titan de Bronze by Fidel Castro. I love the fact that they say ball player. Um, it's got to be baseball, right? Yes. Who's a Cuban baseball player? Come on. We're, geez. No, the chat has nothing. The chat is just commenting about Ben McAdoo stuff. <laughs> that was a good one, though. That was a good uh, one. Nate says he has to be Cuban. Well, yeah. Oh, the guy we missed was Pat Shermer. That oh, was the head right. coach. That that's that was the gap. Anyway. Okay, so uh, I mean, I have no idea. Say it. Say it one more time. The question is. Which ball player was given the nickname El Titan de Bronze by Fidel Castro? I mean, Fidel Castro, this had to have been years ago, right? I mean, so like, I, I, it's kind of a, a different era. Well, he covers a lot of eras, doesn't he? Then we are in now, a different era than yeah, we yeah. are in now. I mean, this could be anywhere from like the 70s through the 90s, <laughs> early 2000s. Uh, Chapman, I think, yeah, I think Chapman was after Fidel died. Bronze. Like, where does the bronze come in? Jeez. Miguel Cabrera? I mean, I have no idea. What year did Fidel Castro Roberto Clemente? I mean, I, I, that was a guess in the chat. It has to be of that kind of era, I guess. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Bima says DeBron's James. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, El Titan wouldn't be a pitcher. You think? Yeah, and that's one thing. It's going to be a big hitter. El Titan is like a, it's a somebody who swings a freaking heavy bat. I don't know. We need to guess. Julio Tehran. Uh, I don't even know smart get it's not big poppy he was, he's from the dominican 
Roberto Clemente was where? I don't think he was Cuban. Let's go with Sammy Sosa. That is incorrect. Okay. I didn't who is it? You didn't lock it in, but it doesn't matter. Jose Contreras. Yeah, we wouldn't have got that. Because that's a random ass guy. All right, so we're two and one. <laughs> Back to baseball. Yeah. What right, year was Jackie Robinson's finer major league baseball season with the Brooklyn Dodgers? What year? What year was Jackie Robinson's final major league <sighs> baseball season with the Brooklyn Dodgers? Sixty. Uh, what year? What year? Jeez. Oh, Forty-seven. I have no idea. I thought you said we. You thought we had a good chance at these questions. Puka says fifty-seven. Let's go with fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Puka is usually. Orlando says nineteen forty-five. Does anybody have any reasoning behind this? Or are you just throwing out dates? Do we going to give ourselves a plus or minus two years? What year? What year did he break the color barrier? I mean, I can see the scenes from that, right? But I, I don't know the year. Like the clips. I mean, I've seen yeah, I've seen right. 42. I've seen the movie. 1958. Dom, what about your dad's birthday? <laughs> uh, we gotta lock something in. All right, let's let's go 1958. Final A to Z, just because of Dom's dad's birthday. I feel like that's meaningful for something. Ooh. Close, but no cigar. Did we give ourselves a plus or minus two years? No. Oh. 1956. Oh. 1956. So what are we, two and two? Two and two. Two and two. Not great. What number uniform did Ray Allen wear for the Seattle Supersonics? Uniform number? What number uniform did Ray Allen wear for the Seattle Supersonics? My first inkling is 34. 34. Gotta be 34, right? It's gotta be 34. Seattle. I mean, I can see the jerseys. It's Was but so Jeff, uh, 34 makes sense. I can't see him in another uniform. It's 34. Well, because he was with Milwaukee and Gary Payton was a C they yeah, they traded for each other, right? Ray Allen went to Seattle and Gary Payton went to Milwaukee and then Ray Allen went to Boston. Is that right? Ray Allen went from Seattle to Boston. 34? 34 final A to Z. The correct answer is 34. All right. There we go. There we go. We are three and two halfway mark. We need to go undefeated in these last five questions. But first, real quick, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. The Mandu workout is way faster than our sports trivia on Tuesday segment. So Mandu.com, that 15 minutes of full-body electronic muscle stimulation simulates over five hours in the weight room because it attacks and works all muscle fibers without hurting your joints. So if you get a bad back, bad knee, bad whatever from the past, no worries. Mandu can be a part of your uh, achievement achievement of your fitness goals. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. A to Z Sports, we are doing sports trivia. And one question, and this goes back to a coaching question. Who became the Colts' new defensive coordinator before the 2012 season? Defensive? I'll repeat it. Who became the Colts' new defensive coordinator before the 2012 
season. So this is Peyton. No. This is Andrew Luck's first year. Second year. He was drafted in 2012. First year. First year. Yeah, where's Jeff? Where's Big Ten Jeff? Chuck Pagano. That became the trade, right? Because of the cancer story. It has to be Chuck Pagano. Because who was the head coach at that time? Bruce Arians was offensive offensive coordinator. Because the head coach, who was after Tony Dungy? Jim Caldwell. So Caldwell, OC, then Pagano took over as head coach. I can't, I think like, it, I, when I think of Chuck Pagano, I don't say that guy's an offensive guy or a defensive yeah, guy. Yeah, I think well, no, Chuck Pagano is a defensive guy, for sure. I think it's I think it's Chuck Pagano because then he got elevated to the head coach. Jim Caldwell got fired, went and was the Lions head coach. Pagano became the head coach. He got cancer. Bruce Arians stepped in. Bruce Arians got the Arizona job um, after Pagano came back. So Pagano, Chuck Pagano, final A to Z. Wow. Okay. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong? Greg Manuski. What? Greg Manuski. <laughs> that was that was maybe the funniest moment in sports trivia history since we've been doing this of you going through a, a timeline and then being completely and utterly incorrect. <laughs> but you you spoke it. You tried I to speak it. it into his existence. That was a good sales job right there. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm looking up Chuck Pagano. Yeah, I agree, Bobby. That was one of our best wrong answers that we've had. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, here's what happened. <laughs> oh, pain. Uh, Chuck Pagano, that was his first year as head coach. <laughs> and so Manuski, whatever the hell his name is, got uh, was hired as Chuck Pagano's first defensive coordinator. So whatever. All right. So now we're three and three. We're in big trouble. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. All-star question. How many Cubs started the 2018 MLB all-star game? Was this the year after they won the series? I think so. So Chris Bryant started. Yes. There's only nine. Nine options. So, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant. Uh, what about Hayward? Jo Josh says the World Series was 2016. So, this is two years after the World Series. Hayward? Uh, I don't think Gordon Hayward would have started an all-star game. Not Gordon. I would Hayward. say I would say Rizzo is probably the Gordon second. Hayward time. is a basketball player. I'm talking about Haywood, the outfield. Oh, I, I know who you're talking about. I just said Gordon Hayward. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> well, you said you're talking he's about from, he's from Atlanta. Atlanta. He's, he's playing for the Charlotte Orange. Look, look, Zach, he's from Atlanta and he went to Georgia Tech. I know who the hell you're talking about. Okay. He played for the Braves some too. So I know who you're talking about. I just said the wrong name because I'm thinking uh, Rizzo. Uh, Baez, who is who would the pitcher be? Because Brent says four. There's no way four of the nine All Star starters came from the Cubs that year. Four. That's insane. I would say two. My guess is two. Lester, I'm going to say two. Two is my answer. Answer. That's up. You guys can go now. You're saying two. Yeah, two of the seven. Oh, oh, so you're saying there's more than two. Two, no, I'm sorry, two of the nine all starters, I think, are, are Cubs. Cubs. Jason Haywood. Thank you, Zach. It's Hayward. It's Haywood. Hayward. It's Jason Hayward. 
we combined Gordon and Jason. Yeah, and Jason. Fair. Uh, so we're going with two. I say two. You want to lock that in? Anybody else has an answer? Ahmad says three. You Darvish? Hugh Darvis. Oh, because he did play for the Cubs a couple of years All right, after. Let's, let's go three. Let's go three. Final A to Z, three is the answer. Three Cubs starters out of the nine. Is it two? It's two? It's two. Damn it. We're digging ourselves a hole that it's not very. That we're very... not going to be able to get out of. No, no, we're not. All right. Uh, NBA question. What NBA team did Derrick Rose go to in March of 2018? I want to say it was the Knicks. He plays for the Knicks now, I know. Right. But that was the year that he jumped teams. I think he went from the Timberwolves to the Knicks. Or did he go to the Timberwolves? What the Cavs? Or the Cavs. He also played for them for a very short stint. Well, no. Because LeBron would have been on that Cavs team, right? 2018? He left and came back. It wasn't the Cavs. I want to say it was... Damn. We're getting some Minnesota answers. I know. It's Minnesota or New York. Maybe it is Minnesota. I'm okay with going with Minnesota. Let's go Minnesota. Minnesota, final A to Z. Please. The correct answer, the Minnesota Timberwolves. All right. We're four and four. Ugh. Ugh. All right, Austin, draft pick question. This is a softball for you. I, I don't know it off the top we'll of my see. head, but you should be able to know it. Who had the number one draft pick overall in the NFL? For the 2005 NFL draft. 2005 was the San Francisco 49ers. They took Alex Smith, quarterback, Utah. Oh, I like it. You were you sounded confident out of the gate. Now, you sounded confident a couple of questions ago and got completely wrong. But that right there, there was no hesitation. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Because 2004 was the Chargers who drafted Eli... In 2006 was the Texans who drafted uh, Mario Williams because that was a Vince Young draft. Do you want to lock this bad boy in? Uh, so the answer, the team, the team, right? Who had the number one draft okay. pick overall in the 2005 draft? San Francisco 49ers, final A to Z. The correct answer, the San Francisco 49ers. All right, five and four. So I... I I overcame my blunder from Chuck Pagano. All right. Who was the McDonald's National High School Player of the Year in 2004? Who was the McDonald's National High School Player of the Year in 2004? So, 2003, LeBron was drafted. Who was picked the year after LeBron? 2004 draft. It gets it gets completely overshadowed, right? Yeah. This is tough. Sebastian Telfair? I think Sebastian Telfair is older than that. And he went to college. No, he didn't go to college because he was going to go to Louisville. Chris Paul went to college, so it's not Chris Paul. Well, you could still go to college and be the McDonald's. Right. But Chris Paul's not. Chris Paul's older. Older than that. Brandon How many seasons Jennings? has Chris Paul play? Brandon Jennings. Greg Oden. No, Greg. Well, Greg Oden went to. He was the 2007 uh, or 8 draft. As a freshman from Ohio State, so it would not be Greg Oden. Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown. 
Colby Brown was 2001 draft because didn't yeah. MJ draft him? As, or was that Tyler Chandler? Tyson Chandler. No, MJ drafted Kwame Brown number one overall when he took over the Bobcats. Wizards. Wizards. Yeah. Wizards. John Michael Pars Presley says, I remember they had ESPN thing with Telfair, Smith, Dwight, and Livingston. Ooh, Dwight Howard. That sounds good. Rudy Gay also sounds good too. He was. A I mean, we have a lot of options. 2004. I think Dwight Howard might be it. I'm okay with going with Dwight Howard. We really need this. What are we at? Five and four. Oh, this is the last question. Yeah, this is it. Damn. Repeat the question for Evan. The question is. Who was the McDonald's National High School Player of the Year in 2004? I think Dwight Howard's a good answer. Because he went number one overall, didn't he? That sounds right to Orlando. Not that you have to go number one overall to be the player of the year, but... But Dwight Howard came right out of high school. Right. I think we have to go with Dwight Howard. You want to lock it in? Final A to Z, Dwight Howard. Massive Dwight Howard. Wow. Correct. We did it, guys. We did it. That was, I, I did not think we were going to get that. And you know what that does? It puts us into a, a puncher's chance. We're still in the game. We are? Yeah. We got to get nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10. Next week, we have to pitch a perfect game, guys. Oh, if, no. if we want to get the 75%, we have to get all 10 correct next week. Oh, no. <laughs> They're just too hard. These questions are too damn uh, hard. We did it to ourselves, though. Chuck Pagano really screwed us. And the damn all-star starters. We cannot get those things right. Yeah, that two, that we were one off, and we were two years off of Jackie Robinson. I mean, we were close. Yeah, I asked the Jackie Robinson if we get a plus minus in two years, and you said no. No, because, hey, what, no, hey we're, we're down to the nitty-gritty. There's no gifts. Man, this is going to be tough. Uh, but we're in it. We're in it. No I'll room just, for error. I'll uh, I'll take my Ben McAdoo for the win today. <laughs> I'll sleep a little easier because of Mr. McAdoo, who's like, all right, here's a bonus trivia. Where is Ben McAdoo now? Do we get pop? Got to be an assistant coach, right? Yeah, I have no idea. Kevin says, seize, get degrees. <laughs> Ooh, last year, he's not in the league right now. Well, there you go. I February think, 2020, he was hired to groom Gardner Minshew for the Jacksonville Jaguars his hair? as his quarterback coach. BMO says we need some bonus questions next week for the finale. I, I do think we, we should to keep it interesting. I, I will come up with a bonus question All right, that's worth two points. Uh, and it's uh, not going to be easy. I will have a bonus question as well. So I think it's fair if we each have one. Okay. I, I'm I'm with that. And, uh, but it's got to be hard, right? I mean, the, the I have one in mind. I have to triple check the uh, facts on it, but uh, I have one in, my, in mind. So, all right, guys, we'll, we'll see uh, you guys tomorrow for a Wednesday. Tons of great content. A to Z sports national.com. Alex Doherty has, a Preds column out later this morning about what happened last night and about John Hines, his comments defending himself last night. So get ready for that. It is esportsnational.com. It is esports podcast network, wherever you get your podcast. Buck rising tonight. It is esports primetime. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Thanks. Adios.